0: 1110 and 99.3 WBT, Brett Jensen here with you on this Wednesday edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen. 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And I will tell you, it has been a day. Been a day. And I'm kind of lucky that a lot of things in the world of news didn't happen today and I'm gonna play a little guessing game here with Tommy the producer here what am I holding in my hand Tommy
1: it looks to be a cellular device made by Apple
0: there you go left it in an uber today oh so done that before so what happens when you leave your phone in an uber because I was like getting car getting the car serviced, right? So I took an Uber to leave to leave the car service and got out and didn't have my phone. And so how do you call Uber if you don't have a phone? How do you go how do you get your car back if you can't call an Uber? Right? It took for and I'm on my laptop and everything else trying to email cuz I don't have a phone. So I'm trying to email Uber, and this was a whole thing today. No phone, and I got my phone back late this afternoon. And it was like four missed calls, or actually it was five missed calls, and I want to say it was 17 text messages. And I'm like, okay. And there was something that I was actually planning on discussing today and talking about tonight on air. But I needed to talk to someone first about it, you know, to interview someone. That got thrown out the window because (laughs) how can I call them? And more than half the text messages and phone calls came from the one person going, hey, are we doing this? Are we doing this? Are you blowing me off? Didn't have a phone. Didn't have a phone, but thankfully, the uh, the Uber guy somehow, I don't know, you know called, called Uber or whatever, and they got me my phone back, so that was good. So I have my phone, I have my car, but Bank of America building could have fell over today, and I wouldn't have known.
1: I will say I've done that exact same thing you have. And fortunately I had somebody around where I could log into my Uber account and I could, you know, we were able to call the guy. I can't remember how we got his number. We were able to call the guy, and it was very easy to work out, but I had someone else's phone. I didn't have that. I didn't <laughs> yeah. have any so of So we that. were like track we knew it was in an Uber because we were tracking my location and it was in weird spots. So it was uh there I will say Uber has its problems, but they'll try to get you your stuff back.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, it was it was fine. It was good. I just didn't have a phone. And I know... I've done things without my phone. Like, a lot of times, like, if I go to Europe, I, I don't... I'm not constantly looking at my phone and text messages and stuff like that. I'll do that at the end of the night or the end of the day when I'll go back and I'm connected to Wi-Fi and I'll pull all my stuff up and everything like that. But... I actually like turning my phone off for a whole day. I mean, I actually like it, but that's usually like on a Sunday if I do that. So I have the entire day just to relax, no emails, no phone calls, no text messages. I just turn it off, relax, watch, you know, watch football, whatever. I can do that because i also know that at any point i can just turn on my phone if i choose to but when you don't have your phone and you actually need it that's a problem now you know i guess this is why the older generation may still keep their landlines like my mom but no it was a it was a day to day the only other time that i remember being without my phone Well, I had my phone, but there was 0.0 service was when I was in a cabin in the mountains and it was so isolated and there was no Wi-Fi. So you couldn't get on the Internet. You couldn't read your emails. You went to the cabin. You were there for three days, four days. I think we were there for three days. Zero service. No emails, no text messages, no phone calls, nothing. couldn't do them. There was just no service in the middle of nowhere. And I remember coming down the mountains towards like a town or a village. And all of a sudden when we were leaving and all of a sudden my phone just started going crazy for about, it felt like 15 minutes, but it was probably five minutes straight or three minutes straight of just nonstop notifications from all the text messages and emails and everything else like that. But The first time you are, the first little bit you're without your phone, if you can't use it, some people find that alarming or jarring because they're so addicted to the damn thing. But after a while, you actually like not having to be glued to your phone and just constantly having it in your hand and having the glow of the screen light up your face. So that's the only other time. So, but yeah, today was, uh, Today was an int- interesting day. Interesting day. So, but thanks to the Uber dude for getting my, my phone back. I mean, at some point, I had thought it's like, am I just gonna have to go to Apple and buy a phone? Like, I wasn't right. sure if I was ever gonna get it back. Right.
1: Did you make sure to you know leave the guy uh, a nice generous tip? Yeah, of Cause course. You gotta you gotta encourage that behavior. Otherwise, no, 100%, phones are gone.
0: A hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I probably paid when I when that happened to me. I probably tipped him as much as my entire ride was, like doubled it. Cause, yeah. Whew, yeah. That's that's chump change opposed to getting a new phone. That's for sure. That's
0: exactly right. I mean, my phone's paid off. You know, it's and you know it's an iPhone Max, and it's paid off. And the last thing I want to do is have to start that all over again. So, yep, that was uh that was my day today, so thankfully, I actually had to call someone coming in today going, "Hey, was there anything that happened that I need to know about?" And they said, "Well, other than yesterday, Mark Robinson, the lieutenant Governor, endorsing Mark Harris in the congressional district, which caught some people off guard, and some Republicans may be upset that he didn't endorse John Bradford, John Bradford who's in the State House. He's a le- you know he's a you know, legislator. Some people thought that he would be endorsed because you know he's up there in Raleigh with Mark Robinson. But it didn't surprise me at all. To be perfectly honest with you, I, I expected that because Mar- uh, Mark Harris, obviously evangelical, Mark Robinson, evangelical it just seemed to be in perfect lockstep with each other so that didn't surprise me at all i mean i i don't know if that has any impact one way or the other i honestly don't because generally the people that are voting for mark robinson are also the exact same people voting for trump they're they are that's their group so mark robinson and donald trump those are the same people the exact same people People voting for DeSantis might be voting for John Bradford or somebody else or Lee Brown or whomever. Don Brown. But, so that's why I wasn't surprised. I, I, like I said, I, I just assumed that was what was going to happen anyway. Um, if he endorsed anybody. I, I also didn't know if he would endorse people because generally people in office do not endorse other people. Like if there were two people running for governor right now, on the Democrat side, and I, I mean, and I know there is, but I mean, generally you would not have Governor Cooper endorse, endorsing one or the other. Not until there's a clear winner, or someone wins the primary, or everybody drops out except for one person, and then he starts going on the campaign trail for that particular person, you know, putting out tweets and emails and videos or whatever. But up until until that happens, they they stay out of it. And that's so that would be the only other thing about Mark Robinson that maybe surprised people that he actually endorsed someone instead of staying out of it. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. I am said Brett Jensen. We are going up until eight o'clock. 704-570-1110, 704-570-1110, and follow me on X at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. Okay, so I I, I don't even remember if I talked about this. Maybe tell me if remember if I talked about this. But last week, um, I there was a massive amount of break-ins. I know I talked about it on Brett Winnable's show. I do know that. I think it came up here, too. Yeah. And break-ins in terms of cars, but not what you think. They were smashing out the windows in parked garages and not stealing anything out of the cars. Like not stealing anything. They were just doing it to be mean and spiteful. And what kind of cars were they busting the windows out of? Medium to low-level cars. They left all the BMWs alone, the Mercedes alone, the Land Rovers, left all of them alone. They were busting out the windows of, like, Hyundais and Toyota Camrys and Hondas, leaving, smashing their windows out, but leaving all the high-end. And I was talking to someone. I said, why do you think that was? And they said, well, probably because the person who's driving a Mercedes, having to replace a couple of windows isn't going to be that big of a deal for him financially. But it's a much bigger deal to the person who's having to drive the the Hyundai and may not have all that extra cash. So in one night last week, yeah, as a matter of fact, it was uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, technically Thursday morning, um, around 12.31 a.m., 60 cars that I know of got smashed into two in the South Park area and one over in Myers Park at a condo complex a couple apartment complexes and one condo complex. One car was stolen but nothing was stolen out of any of the cars at least at least on the property where I live. The apartment complex where I live nothing got stolen out of the out of the cars only I mean I say only but the car was stolen but nothing else because you figure, If you're going to steal a car, you can load a lot of stuff into that car in the back seat if you want to do that. Well, apparently now, or I say apparently, actually, there's been an update. And it wasn't just our area. Apparently, it was going all over the city of Charlotte. So I want you to hear this news report.
2: Arrest in connection to almost 200 car break-ins, all of those happening in Charlotte. Good evening. Thanks for joining us here live at 5. I'm Jamie Bull. Molly has the night off. First, told you about this rash of break-ins yesterday. Tonight, Charlotte Mecklenburg police tell us they have arrested a teenager accused of breaking into hundreds of cars, stealing things like a TV, AirPods, watches, even some guns. Now that teen apparently not the only one involved. We also know a woman led police on a chase. That person got away. A third person also still wanted in all of this. WBTV's Brandon Hamilton following the story for us live in Charlotte tonight. Brandon, this news came within the last hour. What more can you tell us? Well, Jamie, the number of break-ins is just staggering. Take a listen to this. 184 different vehicles broken into all across Charlotte, including right here in Dilworth. Now, police saying items, dozens and dozens of items stolen out of these cars. Police also saying a juvenile turned himself in, but the search is still on to find two others. So take a look at this. Police say in addition to the 100 vehicles at two apartment complexes from Monday, at least 84 other vehicles were broken into last week. From Sharon Road to Queens Road West, whoever did this went on a spree. Investigators say in at least one instance, several thieves hoisted another over a fence to get access to the cars. Neighbors are obviously frustrated.
3: It's unsettling that it's that accessible to get into our building that you believe is
4: secure.
2: Something of this scale had to have been planned and take like a good amount of time. And so, Jamie, as I was digging into this story, the question just came up: how could these break-ins impact all of us, particularly when it comes to what you pay? for your insurance. Coming up all new at 6. I did talk to some insurance experts and you'd be surprised what they possibly say the fallout could be. Again, that's coming up in about an hour. For, for now, reporting live in Charlotte, Brandon Hamilton, WBTV on your yeah. side. Digging deep.
0: So that was interesting. So I know where I live. I was in one of those apartment complexes that got raided by these people. And we had heard that one of them was a girl and caught on tape or video cameras, that one was a girl. But at our complex of the 16 or 18 cars that were hit, not a single item was stolen, other than, of course, the actual car. But nobody reported anything stolen from our complex. And so I, I find that interesting that they were stealing things in other cars. I mean, but yeah, 184 cars. Wow, that's a lot. Obviously, that's a lot. And a teen turned themselves in looking for a girl that led police on a high-speed chase. I'm sorry. I, I, I get it that you're trying to be you know careful with the public because of the high-speed chase and everything else like that. But there's no way on God's green earth a, a female teenager should be able to outrun cops. That just should never happen unless the cops just decided, well, we're not going to chase anybody. Well, oh, It's good to know if you're a thief. Just press the gas pedal and they'll back off, right? Because that's the policy. We don't go on high-speed chases. Okay. I get it, to a degree. To a degree. But not, not totally. Anyways. Uh, but I did find that interesting. So that was something, you know, special to me. Or I won't say special, but something that obviously I'd been paying attention to because it actually happened at my complex at one of the places or one of their pl- many places that they hit was at my complex. And very, very interesting that teen arrested, two more wanted in 184 vehicle break-ins across Charlotte. And like I said, at our place, they were just smashing out windows and not stealing anything in the backseat. One woman had a real fur coat because she's a very old lady. So she had, actually had real fur and she's in her 70s and it was in the backseat and they didn't touch it. Maybe they thought it was fake, but it was a real. It was a real mink jacket, this older woman. and they smashed out her windows and left it. <music> Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. I am Brett Jensen going up until eight o'clock. So by the way, tomorrow, Got a special show as congressional candidate Mark Harris, who we talked about earlier in the show, getting the endorsement from Mark Robinson yesterday, lieutenant governor. Mark Harris running for Congress in District 8, Union County, parts of Cabarrus County, Stanley County, which is up in Albemarle, Anson County going east towards uh, Robinson County and all that. He will be in studio with me for a full hour tomorrow. All right, so I saw this, and as actually... Last year, if you guys remember, last year was the first time I had ever done a Christmas tree in my own dwelling ever. yeah, I'm not talking about like moms and grandparents growing up and stuff like that. I mean, since I was on my own, it's the first time I've ever had a Christmas tree and uh and and, and ever ever put up in my put it up in my place, just never had it. I was like, well, why am I gonna have a Christmas tree? Half the Christmases, I wasn't even home. I was waking up in a hotel somewhere covering a college bowl game, football bowl game. I woke up, what is it, nine times by myself in a hotel somewhere covering a college bowl game on Christmas Day. That, you know, that kind of sucks a little bit, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> nine times. Now, granted, some of them were Orlando and Tampa and Honolulu. Yes. But you're still by yourself on Christmas morning when you wake up in a hotel. So last year I put up the tree. And if you remember, last year I talked about this how, excuse me, how it was where I liked the ambiance of the tree, because it's just a tree with the white lights, soft white lights, not bright white lights, soft white lights. And it's the perfect glow in the apartment. And I just liked the lights. And so last year, I couldn't figure out how long I should keep it up. And I even came on here and talked about it. I said, is it weird to have a Christmas tree up year-round in your apartment complex or in your house? And some people called in and said, well, you know, you could decorate it for, like, Valentine's Day and Easter and St. Patrick's Day and your birthday in May and... Whatever. And I finally wound up taking the thing down, I want to say in early March. Early to mid-March, I finally wound up taking down the Christmas tree. Well, so with me, it was a whole thing just to have one. No, I've put it back up. i put back up the Christmas tree. That's all there. Not a problem. Everything's back up. Everything looks good. Like, the, like Love the lighting. As a matter of fact, it's what's on right now as Maggie sits at the house, but and it's the only thing on. But then you find out that there's a, there's a woman in Fort Mill who may have gone a little overboard with the Christmas spirit. Now, we all know about the Clark Griswolds of the world, that their entire front yard and house become, I want to say a monstrosity, but... If you're, if you're a, a neighbor, it could be a, probably a ma- major pain in the rear end if you're always having to have the bright lights. Much like the Griswolds at Christmas Vacation. But, when you're to that extreme, but this, there's a woman in Fort Mill that's gone to a different extreme.
4: On number five, it's a winter wonderland. Fort Mill woman has a major Christmas collection. Queen City News reporter Maureen Wirtz shows us what's important to cherish this holiday season. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It's the time of year for making a list. They represent the USA and Texas, which I consider my two countries. And narrowing down what's important. And then of course a little Santa's and Mrs. Claus that are Texas. But Gloria Hustleton. The one that says you can never overdecorate. <laughs> Yes, of course, because I think that's true. Is a collector. I do it because I just love the magic of Christmas. For her,
3: the magic of Christmas comes in the shape of a Christmas tree. There's the entryway, dining room, kitchen. Is
4: a thing to say. This year it was renamed for the Jimmy Buffett Memorial Tree, Living Room, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, and Pirates for a Pirate Looks at 40. But that's not all. There's the sports tree, the TV tree, the cartoon tree,
3: the toy tree, the palmetto tree, the Hollywood tree, and the Christmas movies tree. And not one, but two Barbie trees.
4: Sometimes before Halloween, but I'll do it in the rooms upstairs that I can close them off and people don't think I'm crazy.
3: There are 23 Christmas trees in her house. So next year,
4: next year 23 the most she's ever had i think she probably only had about eight trees so she didn't quite catch up to me she started collecting with her sister diane als yes
3: who never got to see it all after passing away about 12 years ago she's
4: still here in spirit and Every time I do my trees or um, look at my Barbies or go out to my pool, which is something else that she loved to do, um, I just think about her all the time.
3: There are at least 2,500 ornaments on her 23
4: trees. Just say, can you turn on the Christmas lights? And Alexa turns
3: on the Christmas lights. <laughs> and no, we are not counting the lights. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> With a name like Gloria, maybe Christmas was supposed to be her thing all along.
4: No, I'm a terrible singer.
3: So you won't sing that song for us?
4: Oh, gosh, no, no, no. I am a, You would not want it. Your viewership would be, like, gone. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave the
3: carols to the professionals and the collecting to those who know what to cherish.
4: <laughs> I love that Maureen gave it a shot, though. Gloria says it takes her about three weeks to put up all the trees, and two weeks to take them down.
0: All right, so you've got that with uh, twenty-three cre- trees, right? I was There's trying to turn up So twenty-three Christmas trees, twenty-five hundred ornaments, a TV tree. <laughs> and here i was worried about having my one tree up until march (laughs) look god bless her that she's into the spirit i I get it great that's awesome you just have to start wondering okay like i don't know i'm sure there are a lot of things that could be said that would probably not be very polite and very nice but at the same point it just seems a little i think i think over the top in the, in the sli- in the, at the very least. Definitely
1: a lot. Definitely a lot. And in, defi- in a season where people go all out sometimes to decorate their homes, that is, uh, yeah, it's a lot. But, you know, like you said, it's sweet. She does it to remember her sister. So I'm not, you know, the holidays are about sometimes doing things that don't necessarily make a ton of sense, but they're still fun. Yeah, it
0: doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I said, I mean, you're going to have two Barbie trees. That makes no sense. Have one Barbie tree and one Ken tree. Or one Oppenheimer tree. What a, a Barbenheimer tree. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you could have a Napoleon tree. So, you know. Uh, but anyways, I, I just, 23 trees in a home down there in Fort Mill. You know what I might do this year? And I try to do it, like, every once in a while. And I haven't done it in a while. Maybe uh, Mags and I and a friend will load up and head to McCaddenville, And the good news is, <clears throat> I know the back roads on how to get there without having to sit on I-85 for 30, 45 minutes just to get off the exit. I know all the back roads. That's a game changer. It is. And here's what, eventually, here's what happens. You pull in, and you're trying to get in line. Eventually, like you may have to wait three, four minutes. Eventually, somebody lets you in. Because you're coming in from a side street. And somebody will always let you in and be super nice about it. you know. And here's the reminder. If you are doing the, the Christmas lights, I think even at Billy Graham or at the Speedway or whatever, I think they're still doing it. Make sure you turn off your headlights. Turn off the headlights, people. It's not rocket science. Turn them off. Only place at night
2: to drive without headlights.
0: Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Little Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I guess they identify as trans. Uh, (laughs) See what I did there? You see what I did there? All right. So anyways, uh, speaking of the Christmas holidays, so I am having surgery on my elbow next week. A week from today, actually. Having surgery on my elbow. And... I will not be here next week, but I think there's only like a couple of shows next week. We don't have one Monday, because that's Christmas. And there's a Carolina basketball game, I think, next week. Or the football game, maybe. The 27th. The 27th. And so I think I only have two shows next week. I think. But what we're going to do in those two shows, I mean, I'm in the process of doing this now, is coming up with The top ten stories that I broke this year. So we will be doing a countdown over the course of two shows. The top ten stories that I broke, and that should be pretty fun. You know, I've been asking people around, going, "Hey, what do you think? um, You know, what do you think I should do?" So you know, we'll see. Um, Let's see. We've got on Tuesday. I'll be doing the biggest breaks. Uh, Biggest Breaks of 2023. Off Wednesday, because it's UNC football. Thursday, we will conclude with my biggest breaks. And we've got UNC basketball on Friday. So my show, even if I wasn't having surgery, would only have two shows next week. And they're going to be Tuesday and Thursday, the biggest breaking stories that I had for 2023, counting down from 10 to 1. And that's how we're going to do it. And actually... We may only do, we'll see, maybe 10 to 1, maybe 8 to 1, because each show has four segments. The last show I know will be the top four on Thursday. So we'll see. We'll see. But next week, I will have a show on Tuesday and Thursday, and it will be the biggest stories that I broke of the year, counting down to number one. And I've been going back and forth as of I talk to you right now. I don't know what number one's going to be. I don't because I've been going back and forth on that. Okay, Um, he has been waiting extremely patiently. So, Matt, thanks for calling, and thanks for holding, buddy. I appreciate it. Brett, how you doing, man? Pretty good, Uh, buddy. Hey, uh, you know, I got a bone to pick with you. I call on occasion, and you say something really interesting, and I have something to say about it, so I call up. And then your engineer, your producer, whoever – they're nice enough to play this the, the program while I'm listening on the radio or on my phone. And then you'll say something else. So I'm going to skip the first thing that I wanted to talk about, which was uh, um, the smashing the windows out. And I'll just go to your last segment about your Christmas tree and your dog Max. Um I have a, about a seven month old, uh, he's a, a red, like a red lab and a Aussie shepherd mix. And he's about seven months old. And he likes to steal little pieces off our Christmas tree. Now, you said you had your first Christmas tree that you ever had. Is that your first tree with Mags? Well, no. So, um, yes, it is the first tree. But it's the first Christmas tree that I've ever put up in my place. Like when I was you know, living with a girl or uh, when I lived with a girlfriend and stuff like that, yeah, we would put up a Christmas tree and stuff. But this is the last year was the first time. I ever put up a Christmas tree in my own apartment while living single or without and, living with someone. So and last year, was first year and i ever done that. And Mags doesn't take anything. She she doesn't do any of that. She, she would do it up until about her third year. And right. then after her third year, she would quit stealing things. Oh, great. So I only have like two and a half more years. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's great talking to you. Merry Christmas, sir. You too, buddy. I appreciate it, my man. Thanks a lot, buddy. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah. yeah, Mags, a couple things I taught Maggie very, very, very early. Stealing things and chewing things was didn't matter what I tried. It didn't matter. Belts, socks, boxers, it did not matter. Shoes, the cords of irons that weren't plugged in, thankfully, would just chew them. Uh, but... One of the very first things I taught Mags while I was teaching her to sit and lay down and shake and all that was no jumping. No jumping on people, period. And she has never jumped on people, ever. And that's awesome because if someone walks into an apartment or you're at a dog park, wherever it is, she's not going to jump. Now, what she would do is she'd run at you full bore, full full speed, get to your feet, and immediately sit down. She wouldn't jump. She'd run at you full speed because she's happy to see you because you're a human, and then she would just sit at your feet. And the other thing I taught her was no begging for food. You don't get anywhere near the table when there is food. And I would leave the food right in front of her face. To make sure that she wouldn't touch it. And we did that. So she knows. So that's why, seriously, Maggie in her 14 and a half years doesn't get human food except on her birthday when I get her a steak from Del Frisco's. That's it. So, yeah, that's what we do with Max. But no, she never, like I said, she never had the opportunity to steal things off the Christmas tree because it didn't have a Christmas tree. So, yeah, (laughs) there is that. But you know, plants and stuff like that. No, she wouldn't. She wouldn't do anything with the plants. She doesn't touch the. She sniffs them and then she's like, "Yeah, I got nothing. I got no time for this." That's about it. No, she doesn't. And thankfully, she doesn't chew anymore. Oof, boy. Anyways, um, all right. So, like I said, tomorrow, Mark Harris is going to be in studio with us, and he's going to be here for the full hour. And we're going to. He's running for Congress in District Eight. And District 8, like I said earlier, is Union County, parts of Cabarrus County, all of Stanley County, which is Albemarle. Anson County going east towards uh, Robinson County and I think Columbus County as well with the Lumbee Indians. I think they're down there in that area. Lumberton, I think that's part of the district. So, he's going to be in studio with me for a full hour. And if you had told me four years ago that this was going to happen or almost almost 5 years ago that this would be happening 5 years later I don't know if I would have believed you I don't think I would have believed you but here we are and it is true and Mark Harris will be in studio with me for the full hour tomorrow and I'm looking forward to that and um it'll be interesting it, it will be interesting and I don't know if we'll take phone calls. Some people like to take phone calls. Some people don't. Um, what we may do is sort of like a hybrid, and you can call in and maybe Tommy can write down the question like we've done in the past or something like that. But but that's that's a maybe. Like That's, that's not even guaranteed. So, all right, and I hope everyone enjoyed the interview I did last night with Krista Bakari, and so I appreciate uh, everyone who listened to that. All right, so again, until tomorrow with Mark Harris, and I now have my cell phone. I'm Brett Jensen, not you. I'm Brett Jensen, and you've been listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.